y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We going to the Super Bowl and we going to win that bitch. You guys ready? That, man. Is Dilla still awake? Yeah, I'm oh, chilling. Man. Twins just <laughs> scored 2 nothing. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, four baseball. Four two hour hits. We're playing Caps team. I know. We're gonna have two fucking recordings down, and we're gonna have talked about baseball twice. This is unbelievable. Start. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, this isn't a baseball podcast. <laughs> I, I thought we were here to talk about Major League Baseball. <laughs> All right, so to let's Mr. Dilla and Mr. Solly making a podcast. So let's, let's let's so let's get into it. Um, my name is Solly. Um, you know the people probably know, the people who are going to come on this thing or, or, or listen to this thing are probably going to know us from the Twitter machine. So um, you know, with me I have um, Eric Dillard. You probably know some of you are probably fans of him. Might have a little bit of a personality that you dig. He makes jokes, thinks he's funny. Um, and funny. We, <laughs> you are pretty funny. And then um, and then I've got uh, the lovely John Caputo. Who is, um, you know, he's he's got a little bit of a following too. I don't know if it's a, if people are uh, laughing or if they're following him for spiritual advice, or um, you know, I'm, I'm here I, for I'm here for all of the above. I I follow him for um, life advice in general. He's he's a good, uh, you know, he's a good barometer when I think, uh, hey man, I wonder if I should do this. I wonder if Cap thinks it's a good idea. Like he's a he's like a, <laughs> the dad figure kind of for sure uh, no doubt. in our in our little friend group. Um, so we kind of, old, <laughs> <laughs> so we had kind of been spitballing for a while of making a, and I don't know if it's just going to be a podcast or not. Honestly, we haven't really fleshed out, you know, what we really ultimately want to do, but I think this was a good place to start was, you know, something centered around, you know, sort of like the bold city brigade group. Um, but like a Jaguars fandom, um, media aspect, I guess, um, where, you know, we kind of wanted to cover, not just cover the team, but kind of cover the fan aspect and fanhood of the team. I think, um, you know, one model that I think we all enjoy, even if we're not fans of the squad is Arsenal fan TV. We think it's, you know, funny as shit. They're just kind of fan perspective. They fucking scream and yell. They're passionate. And that's kind of something that Bold City Brigade has brought out of the Jaguars fan base that I think is a cool story to tell that you can tell in a, you know, kind of in a media, different media settings. Um, so this is one of the settings, I think. Is that about some of them? Yeah, I think so, man. I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are trying to be official and trying to say hey like look we're we want to be we have aspirations to be some big media people to work in in whether it being a journalist or just being a talking head or a pundit um you know i think from us we just want to get together shoot the shit talk about the team we love and you know just kind of bs and that's really what i think the yeah. time <laughs> ultimately will be right like I mean, yeah, three of course. Buddies talking, talking shit about the team they love like that's and that and could it could be, be the 12 headline. buddies we could have we will probably bring other buddies on fuck it want to talk to this guy this guy wants to talk fuck it let's talk 
you know? Yeah. And I think at the end of the, you know, within all of that too, we all have, or at least we feel like we do uh, kind of unique perspectives on certain things. And we're not always going to agree. We're going to be like a room full of buddies who, you know, give each other shit and have different opinions. (laughs) But at the end of the day, all three of us kind of, you know, we, we have the gift of gab and we have the ability to sit down and say, Hey, this is my perspective. This is what I'm thinking and put it out there. And hey, why not do it uh, together and, and make something kind of cool? Yeah. And especially when you want to talk about disagreeing, we have the captain disagreement is on this fucking call right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's just he's the guy who Dill is forever the antagonist. You know, I mean, that's his role. That's 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 what he does. He does well. Yeah, he's an he's an against the grain type of guy. But at the same time, Dill is connected. You know what I mean? Like I, you got people like Brent Martineau and, and, and folks out there that, that legit think Dill is like the Oracle because, yeah. he, because he's got some connections and, you know, and, and we can't really go into divulging his sources and, and his means by which he gets them. But, uh, you know, I, I, again, man, I think hopefully it'll be a breath of fresh air. Um, it'll be like tuning into – um, you know, the conversation that you're out there having with your buddies and, and, you know, we'll, we'll make you laugh or at least Dilla will. And, uh, <laughs> and be a solid try. we all have our strengths. <laughs> it's funny, Cap. I don't know if I told you, but I, I had sent it to Solly. I got a hold of the Jaguars 2018 playbook. on defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you, I, you sent that. I saw. Yeah. Um, you know, again, not many people have the Jaguars 2018 defensive playbook. <laughs> it was actually funny because, you know, there's like uh, tweet threads people do where they, they'll just like tweet random stuff. But if you pull the first word off of the, you know, the consecutive tweets, it'll, it'll give its own meaning, its own message. Mm-hmm. I, I literally ripped off like nine tweets and most people were just like, oh, there he goes. Like middle of the day, he must be doing what he does best. But in <laughs> in turn, <laughs> it, it just from the clouds. I've got the Jaguars playbook, <laughs> and it's actually <laughs> really funny because I was also able to get the um, the Eagles' offensive installment last year. So it's kind of cool to look and see what Nick Foles was doing last year and how it fits in with what maybe we're going to see him do this year. So no, it's just kind of cool having the inside look at stuff. It, it's eye opening. Makes you think differently for sure. Well, and hopefully that's what that's what we'll do with this, man. I think, it, like Solly said, it's going to be something that's evolving, and we'll bring our other buddies on. It'll just be like a group uh, sitting in a room with with a bunch of people who are full of shit, but uh, like to have a good time. Yeah, and I think actually, and this is one of my um, not my strength is I think both of you guys have really good perspectives on football in general. I didn't really like. I grew up as a fan of football, obviously, but I wasn't like ever, I'd ever played. I wasn't really ever into like X's and O's. So I mean, you know, as far as like, is this guy good? Is this guy good? Is this scheme good? And it's like, yeah, I follow that stuff enough to like kind of know. But I think both of you actually have a pretty good perspective and pretty good grip on that type of stuff. So, you know, we can talk real ball and we can, we can BS at the same time. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. I think that's what we'll do too. I mean, and hopefully <laughs> i think if the team 
comes out and they're absolutely terrible, it'll be probably more of us making fun of shit and BSing. Yeah. And if the team's doing, <laughs> you know, fairly well, then we'll probably talk a little bit more about X's Actually and O's. Actually talk about yeah, ball. Yeah, and, and, and what's going on in the field, so. Fair. I think that's what a, I think that's naturally what a fan would do. The Jaguars yeah. dictate the end of the day. <laughs> they really do, man. They really do. It's like they dictate Sad. so much in our lives as it is, you know. Sad. So much Sad. Sorry. I think I quit. Uh, sorry, sorry, I quit. Guys, I'm out of here. <laughs> that, was, that was a good podcast. <laughs> well, that was tight, guys. All right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so. If we want to, uh, I think we've done a pretty nice little outline there of what we, um, why we're here, what we decided to do here, uh, what we've gotten ourselves into. Um, if we want to jump right into the news of the day, I think the big one this morning was, um, you know, and this is another strength, I think, of Caps, which I think I'm probably going to throw this first one mostly to him. Uh, Cap is good with um, weighing the situation as far as, like, putting it in perspective of history and and keeping that proper um what's the word i'm looking for i guess perspective outlook, yeah for Keep, sure yeah of uh you know an historical perspective and you know our our legend freddie t kind of gotten a little i don't know if he got offended or he's he's been dealing with a lot um you know his whole career with labels and and under being underrated he's always been a chip on his shoulder guy and he got a little upset, I guess, at being – I don't know if he's upset at being ranked the number two f- player in franchise history or if he's just being – he's upset that he never gets his shine. Um, yeah, I think it's more – He had a little – No, I think it's more of the latter, dude, is, is really yeah. – and, and, and people can go and, and, uh, and look at some of my tweets about it over the past cu- couple of weeks, really, or past week. And uh, when they first came out with the list – and it was clear that Freddie was was pissed off, and he kind of released that first set of um, that first set of tweets that were was critical about it. You know, I said right then that hey, if you've listened to Fred Taylor, because Fred Taylor's the type of person, that, all you have to really do is stop and listen, right? Like, don't get emotional about what he's saying, which is what most people tend to do in situations like this. But if you stop and listen, he's always that guy who's been pretty calculated. In what he's, he's saying, right? He's a very thoughtful sure. guy, man. He's a very thoughtful. He's a smart guy. dude. And by yeah. the time it's getting to us, he's definitely taking the time. It's not like he's just not firing off on the fingers. In that, he learned those lessons many years ago. And, you sure. know what, though? Like, so before, like, even getting into any of the context of it, I think that's the part that frustrates me the most is that people immediately want to go to that that moment where it's like, well, God, you know, it's just. I can't. It's like Gene Fernet's reaction encapsulated all of the the mouth breathers who don't want to stop and think critically, right? I mean, that's really what his article yeah. was. It was it was the epitome yep. of that, right? And and at when you when you really look at it, it's no Fred did not just lash out like Gene Fernet wanted to paint it being. He didn't come out and sully his name because he was being irrational. You know, he came out and it was a calculated thing. What he was saying is. And I really don't think that he cares as much about being number two, right? You got to think about it in the context of everything that's going on. He doesn't care as much about being number two on that stupid list as he does. Is that just kind of like the final straw to him? And you saw a lot or of Or the latest kind of, straw. Well, and I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think 
ultimately he it was him coming in and saying okay this is my opportunity to address some shit publicly that's been bothering me right he's taken some steps back away from the team lately because he he's frustrated by and, and you saw it today in the tweet it came out today and i screen captured it and put it out there which i don't normally do but because it was so evident sam Kavaris has basically told him hey you got to get in line we're focused on tony and then we'll shift to you and that's been kind of the message that it seems like the team and the local media has given him all along well yeah put yourself in that man's shoes when you times a ticking <laughs> times a ticking number 1 but but dudes Seriously, it's not just that. It, it's the culmination of everything else. He's been underappreciated his whole career. And this is yep, just yep. kind of like the ultimate final last straw. That's what it was. And it, <clears throat> it frustrated me today because Brent Martineau, who I love Brent, Brent's my boy, but you know, he even tweeted out, I'm going to stay neutral in this. I'm just going to kind of hold my tongue and not have an opinion publicly. Well, that's bullshit, man. Like, take, the other, take the other side. Yeah. Take a side, <laughs> number one, but – the side that uh, yeah. so many of these guys want to take is, you know, hey, Freddie's a really good guy. You know, we understand he's yeah. frustrated. You know, blah, blah, blah. No, like, real, all Fred wants, a person like Fred, like, I feel like I, I get Fred. Like, like, almost like we're kindred spirits, <laughs> man. Like, all he really wants is somebody to acknowledge how he feels and, and to say, you know what, man? That makes sense. You have or a what point. If just one, what if just one media member came out and just said, you know what? I think he was better than Tony Baselli. Would that have, would that be like the end of the world if one person op- had that opinion? But he, here's like, the thing: so it's not crazy for one person to have that opinion. I don't think <laughs> it's about whether he was better than Tony. I think it's about really when it comes down to it, when it all shakes out, it's about the fact that he believes, "Hey, I'm as good as him, or better, or whatever, or or darn close to it." So why can't I be in the conversation of the Hall of Fame? Why is nobody walking in, pounding that table like Dan and Jeff on the morning show? Every morning, all they talk about leading up to that vote is getting Tony in, getting Big Bowen. Why is nobody talking about the most electric player who did it for the longest period possible, you know, of anybody that's played for this team? Nobody's talking about him. And I get that, yeah. man. And I share that same yeah. damn frustration with him. And that's why today, yeah. you know, you guys know me. Like, I mean, this is a, I'll, I'll end it at this and, you know, let you guys jump in. But sorry I got passionate about this. But you guys know me. No, I wanted you to. <laughs> I'm kind of the last one. I'm like the last – one of the last people to to really stand over a player. Like, I, I yeah. lean more towards the other way. Like Whereas like, I'm the first one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I lean Fred. more towards the other way. But just watching Fred – and I almost tweeted this today. I feel so connected to Fred because of early on how electric he was, but, you know, kind of volatile too as a person and as a player. Right. And then to see him mature kind of as I was like maturing as a person and to see him do that and go through that and to see the finished product that came from that, just not even in the football player, but the human being, I feel like it's, it's just not appreciated enough. Really. I feel like what the media and a lot of, the media and, and even the team, a lot of what they do is almost pat him on the head. And I think that's how he yeah. feels, you know? I hear yeah. you. It's funny. I got to mature with Blake Bortles. 
<laughs> we know, dude. We know. That's why we love you. I think what you said, though, you maturing with him almost at the same time and in the same type of way is like the essence of like fanhood. You, yeah, like, you, you touched just, on you it right grab there. You someone and you relate to them and you ride out with them and they're, they're just kind of like your, your guy. Like, no matter what, I didn't even see their side in it. But most of these cats let even... you down, bro. Most of them let right. you down. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, at some point, Chipper Jones, my favorite player ever. Great world. Then, then I found out the dude was, like, just a total womanizer and, and not a great human being. And that that's, you know, I mean, like, that shit kind of lets you down. You're like, you, I built this person up and they're not a real person. From and a lot of what like I can, ninety nine point nine exactly, <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, it may be that Fred Taylor somewhere, you know, he's got a lot of bodies in his closet, um, you know, yeah. literally or figuratively, <laughs> and I just don't know about <laughs> it yet. But when I look at the dude and the way he carries himself, um, I just have so much respect for him, and, and then I have all the admiration for what he did on the field too. So, um, yeah, I think it's just super, super lame and and short sighted that that the the media wants to immediately go to oh well you know you're a great player too don't don't damage your your reputation your legacy whereas now so the interesting thing fellas that i'll throw back to you is you know we've talked a lot about now or i have talked a lot about now the media's reaction or lack thereof or how misguided it was but the fan reaction has been the polar opposite almost at least from what i've seen yeah Yeah. i agree people everything i've seen too yeah letting that man know that they love him. Yeah. And they should. I mean, that's how fans should feel about him. When you were talking about... My bad, dude. You got it. Oh, you're good. I mean, when you were talking about, like, how he matured and all that at the same time, and that's what you remember, I think of him as, like, of course I remember these, you know, the 90s Fred, but I think of him more as the old guy on the team, you know, the, the younger team who was, you know fighting for playoff spots and he was kind of the vet and even when he was right. coming back in like 07 i think of him as that old finished product that you were just talking about and i, I really think of fred taylor as like the ultimate pro like i don't even of course i remember the the earlier like i said but you know so i think of him more him... as the as the polished you know pro who was who was kind of the leader on the team and it's like that guy has a lot has a lot of power and respect in my mind in my fanhood you know what i mean Absolutely. And what in what you just hit the nail on the head and what makes Fred Taylor more unique than anybody else in that top five and really anybody else in that entire list. Right. Other than maybe Meester. And that is that he spanned such a long period in our young you know, history as a franchise. Right. He he was there in the beginning, was an electric part of that, whether he was the best part of it or the second or the third best. I really don't give a fuck. I don't know if Fred really gives a shit. Like, but overall, he was a damn good citizen and a good ambassador for this team across several iterations, which most yep. people who have played here can't say that. Whether yeah, it be for nobody. injury, yeah, whether it be for injury like Big Bo or for off-field indiscretions like Jimmy, right? Regime I mean, regime changes that yeah. you know just went some went another way. Absolutely. And so that's what makes him so unique. And I don't think that has really been celebrated either to, to what I've seen by anybody, you know, publicly in the media. So I think they just, again, you know, Fred became so humble and so professional, right. Which he, he went through that Genesis and, and that maturation process and became a leader and so professional and so humble 
that it almost was his detriment. You know, Tony came yeah. back here on a freaking, you know, a golden saddle and was trying to save the whale and was on the morning show. And he was the big, you know, the big boisterous personality and people fell in love with that. And, yeah. you know, it and, just, and two with Fred, our, the talent at running back didn't drop off when Fred left because MJD was there. So right. I don't know if we missed him as much as a player, you know what I mean? So when you're right, looking when back at it, yeah, he leaves. Well, yeah. we're still got a top five running back in the league. He's still running for over a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns can catch the ball, returning kicks. So you don't even really realize that Fred's gone until you get to now where we can't, we don't have a running back who can play can't three play. games in a row. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. Like what it's turned into. Uh-oh. But, I mean, I don't know. It he just... twisted that. He twisted that in about 28 seconds. Uh, I, mean, that's, I, I, got, I got a feeling that won't be the last time we go down that road there. Um, or that we hit that hole, if you will. Uh, <laughs> We'd be the first person to hit the hole in fucking three years. So that's <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Uh, no, Dylan, you're, you're exactly right, man. He, he, it, that, I think that's a big part of it, too. And, and, but, like, if we really think about it, that happens if you have a great career and that you, and if you've done a great job as a mentor and if the team has done their job, that's the key part, right? The team has done their job at backfilling you, right? I mean, it has happened before (laughs) once or twice, (laughs) once or twice, (laughs) not, not very often. (laughs) So that's, that's the Fred that's kind of, and I, and I, and I hope people, if they come away from this and they haven't really kind of read the tweets or they're not super active on social media, Hopefully, I've done a okay enough job of sort of, and at least in my mind, putting out there what I really think Fred's point is. Yeah, yeah. I think he nailed it. I mean, I think that's – it's been – I mean, since 2001 that he's been hearing Fragile Fred or he's been hearing, you know, isn't, isn't a pro bowler. Where's the pro bowls? Or he's been hearing he's not the best back in the AFC. I mean, it's been – you know, at this point, almost 20 years that he's been hearing all of that and and more. Yeah, so. I mean, his, his nickname on one of those, like, stat websites was actually Fragile Fred. Like, it's actually dubbed, like, in parentheses. Yeah. Fragile <laughs> like, Fred. It's ridiculous. Like, not, not running away from that on the national stat website that pops up first. Yeah, yeah. and it's just, a, it's just an example of if they're too – it's a case study in – Tony, polar opposites, right? I mean, Tony has kind of been beloved from the beginning, and Fred was that guy with gold teeth in Jacksonville, <laughs> Florida, in the mid to late nineties. And even though he's a Gator, which is just kind of another element of this that is just crazy to me too, right? Um, you'd think he'd be even more beloved uh, amongst fans and media, um, the way a lot of these media guys slobber all over Gators, especially media, <laughs> right? So it's just, uh, it's sad. Um, and, and I hope that Fred takes a little bit of solace in the response that I've seen him get on social media. Um, cause I don't know that many people can come out as bluntly as he has, uh, twice in the past week and, and almost, you know, in some ways kind of attack the team and, and big bow, whether intended or not. And, 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 the response overall has been pretty positive of, Hey Fred, we got your back, man. We love you. We'll always love you. Blah, blah, blah. That's hopefully, I know that's not a gold jacket, 
and I didn't get to pay the bills. <laughs> but, but uh, no. you know, it, yeah, man. I, I hope I, I listen. Like the the, the five thousand pound elephant in the room here is that nobody's getting in with Sam fucking Cavaris. Yeah, for, you know what I mean. Like, so yeah. there's I, I, somebody. Somebody messaged me today, and they're like, "Dude, the problem here really is that this shit should have been, but Big Bo should have been in a couple of years ago. But when you got right. Morris leading the freaking charge, um, you know, Freddie's over here, you know, tapping his watch face, like, God, yeah. I'm not getting any younger or any better looking here. Like, I'm trying to compete with Ed Reed, looking great on my bust, you know, like. <laughs> Which, by the way. That Ed Reed's bus flames. was fire. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh yeah, no. ten out of ten. That thing and was most perfect. of those things are most of those things are horrible, but that one was good. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> yeah, whoever did that one, uh, I would. If I ever went into the Hall of Fame, if I was a player, I'd be like, okay, I, if there's five people that make these things, you guys better give me the guy who did Ed Reed. Like, that's <laughs> hey, that got double. Yeah, yeah. All it was missing was like a cigar, and he would have been money. <laughs> Trust me, you guys can afford it. Pay that guy double. Yeah. Anyway, so um, what else you got, Solly? Um, episode one of the bold take. Whew, bold take. Um, so I guess the the second biggest thing that happened within the past couple of days is going to be Unique and Gakwe showing up um, oh. with no with no deal. Um, oh. The team and him could not come to an agreement. Um, we don't exactly know what was offered, but it seems like they were off by a couple mil, maybe a year. Um, I think it was a guaranteed number. Is the biggest gar- maybe the guaranteed number? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, look at looking at it from what I've just been kind of told here and there. A lot of it started with Coughlin's relationship with his agent and Gakwe's agent. agent being the same person who reps Leonard Fournette. Well, we all know the Jaguars are coming for Fournette's bonus or making it to where they can pull it whenever they want. If they want, I don't know if it's when he's cut, he doesn't get it or how it works. But essentially, the Jaguars have the ability to get back a large chunk of cash because of Fournette's issues um, with being late to the team picture the first year and then in Buffalo throwing the punch. But um, the agent and them, they don't have a real good relationship, so the negotiations aren't steady. And that's kind of where they're at. You've Now a lot of people are more saying that they're just not even talking at all. And that's probably true. Like, I believe that because of yeah. what I heard. So it kind of stinks. But kind of like you've probably seen all over the place, the Jaguars do actually have way more leverage than any of us thought initially just because of how his contract was written with when he had to show up to get the accrued year. And even yeah. if, say, he wants the $19 million, $21 million, well, the franchise tag number right now is $17 million. So say next year, even if it jumps a little bit, the Jags are paying the same amount or less. So they really have all the leverage in the world in terms of being able to keep them. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think. I think the thing that's. I think the thing. I just have something quick, and then I'll let you talk, Cap. I think the thing that um, the Jags are doing is smart from their perspective in the short term, and if you're taking a micro look at it. And I think that the fans' gripes, you know, us and and a lot of fans who are upset about it are probably taking a more macro look. Obviously, we're not going anywhere. We're diehards. And we want, you know, players that have performed and acted the way Ngakwe has to be rewarded, to be rewarded ahead of time, for us to know that he's going to be there. Um, Whereas I think Coughlin and the Jags brass are taking it year by year and doing the – 
uh, quote unquote fiscally responsible for this upcoming year and next year thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah, I think, Kat, I think it's, a, it's this whole situation has two views, right? And view one is what you just said, Solly. Like if you look at these negotiations in the prism of what they've done in the past few years, that's where I think most people get frustrated. And that's where I think it's dangerous in the sense that the players see the same things that we see. I'm sure amongst themselves, they're pointing out the same things that we're pointing out, right? Like, Hey, didn't have to sign Brandon Linder, but made him the highest paid center when he probably shouldn't have been. Didn't have to sign Blake Bortles and handcuff the team a little bit financially, potentially, right? And so that's yeah, one did. way to look at it. They did. And they're, they're, you can't negotiate in a vacuum. You can't negotiate the way that you want to without those things coming into play, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can. You can try. But – those things are there. They're there to the agent. They're there to the player. And then the appearance is there to your other players. And that's where I think people, including Jan, are frustrated. And, and I get that. I get that frustration. Now, at the same time, what we do, the, the, the part that I think is kind of BS is, you know, and I think Dylan can speak to it a little bit, but the team put out there very clearly, right? that they're the ones who leaked the information. If you look at Jan's tweets over the past couple of days, somebody said to him, bro, why are you turning down 19 million per? And he just said, what? Don't believe everything you read. So we don't really know, even though my boy Curtis Dvorak, the artist formerly known as Jackson DeVille, even though he wants me to believe him when he says that he knows how much guaranteed money was offered we don't really know right i mean at least i don't no I, and, yeah i don't think anyone knows because even the tweet that pelissiero put out was immediately rebuffed as like yeah it's around there but that's definitely not it and it didn't cover the guarantees at all yeah and so we don't know what the structure of those guarantees are we don't know we don't know any no, of that and nothing. so so w- within that i mean it's, it's really hard to have the jaguar side right now yeah it is um, do I think that he should be the highest paid pass rusher? I probably not, but at the same time, I mean, should should some of these should Jimmy Garoppolo have become the highest paid quarterback? Right. Understanding the market and understanding how the NFL works, if he became the highest paid defensive end, you wouldn't be shocked. Right. Right. No, I, but would, he, I would. But you yeah. yourself wouldn't pay him that money. Oh. But you I, you understand how the league works. I mean, you wouldn't. You're just saying you wouldn't give him max money. You give him close. 19, I'd probably give 18, him close. 20, 21. Yeah, for and sure. And the reason I why I would give him close is because I have the leverage. You want a Absolutely. deal right now. You want a deal before playing. What, what's the difference between him and Frank Clark? Frank Clark finishes fourth year. Yeah. Right. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you want a deal before the fourth year. Like that's and and that is where the precedent. And, and again, this goes back to the Blake Bortles and the Brandon Linder shit. Like. If they would have played that correctly and intelligently, then they could always – the good teams, man, are the ones who who sit there and they draw a line and they say, 
It doesn't matter who you are. We don't negotiate. We don't do this. We don't do that. And they stick to it. You can't, it's just like coaching, right? You can't, you got to have consistency. For sure. Cause everyone can see it. Everyone. So it's, easy, it's easy to call bullshit when you know what's going on or how the it's frustrating the part. The frustrating part is like, I, I, and I think from a fan perspective, and I see a lot of this kind of chatter amongst the fans is like, how long have we all been waiting boys? How long have we been waiting for them to draft players who can walk and talk and chew gum? Right. And yeah, now finally, sure. like the time comes and it's like, shit, what's going to happen with Miles? What's going to happen with Jalen? Everybody's yeah. in a time where we should be celebrating the fact that we have guys that are worth extending for the first time since, you know, any of our children were even a, a glimmer in our eye. Like it, here we are now we're like, oh, shit, we've got to make things difficult. But that is that is the the Jaguar way. Yeah, and it's just crazy because the ones that are on the roster right now that have gotten a big, like a decent extension are going to be Linder, who's like, when he plays, he's good. I mean, I'm not like an offensive line genius. I don't know. It, he grades out pretty well and everything. And then you got Telvin, who's not even on the team anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Bortles, they paid him, gone. So that's another bad one. And then you got an actual player who can play in Jan. They're like sketchy on giving it to him. Allen Robinson, coming off an ACL or not, he showed he can play. They didn't give it to him. So it's it's just a weird trend. And it, you can't say that they don't value defensive end like they didn't value receiver because we all know that defensive end is about the most important position on defense. So it doesn't really check out anywhere for the team side, for us to side with the team. It doesn't. It doesn't. And, and you know, one thing I feel like, I haven't seen too many people from a, even from a media or, or a fan perspective take it this far, but it's kind of been the insinuation, right? And, and Dilla, you started out the whole conversation saying like, hey, you know, the Jags maybe have more leverage than we thought they did or, or maybe that we thought they did at first. Well, the interesting thing, and I think it's interesting potentially because it'll probably give us all a lot of heartburn, but if Jan wants to go to Kirk Cousins' route, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that there's precedent there now to say, yeah. or, you know, even Le'Veon Bell, like there's precedent there. Once you get as the Jaguars, you are taking a bit of a risk by drawing this land, this, this, excuse me, this line in the sand and saying, Hey, you know, we're not gonna. And if he says, okay, cool. I mean, like I could see y'all doing that. Like saying, hey, I could keep too, betting on myself, man. I think we could get like find ourselves in a trade situation. Whereas for Kirk Cousins, or Le'Veon Bell, you're not really going to find yourself in a trade situation because you're talking about, like, 10 to 15th ranked quarterback who you still have to sign to an extension and a running back. You know what I mean? Whereas you've got a premier defensive end. So even, I still think that the Jags could find themselves, the team, like, the way that they're looking at it is, like, even if he says, fine, I'm not going to show up, well, maybe we can still get value for him because he is a primetime defensive end. And that's if he stays healthy and produces this year because it literally takes him getting hurt or having a six-sack year, and it just kills all the buzz, and it doesn't matter anyway. All this is stupid. You know, It's what I mean? all a gamble. Yeah, it's all a gamble yep. on both sides. And, and you know, I, I think the, the frustrating thing from a fan's perspective is, you know, yeah, yeah, I guess the Jags have some leverage in that regard that you just mentioned. You made a good point, Dilla, in what you just said. But, like, okay, so say he does have a really good year, and then, you know, it's looking like it's the Khalil Mack scenario situation yeah. where, hey, we're going to try and leverage the value. And it's like, yeah. 
what the heck are you <laughs> what are we doing we got a guy we've been wanting a guy forever and we yeah. finally got a guy and now we're like ah you know uh we, we'll just we're gonna cut our losses and, and and get some value in return and move on like what the fuck yeah, and it's so obvious that we laughed at the raiders for trading them even though they got six first round picks or whatever it was i know it wasn't that crazy but it was like two and a couple threes or something like that and we all laughed at the raiders so you know what i mean like if it happens to our own guy how can we not laugh at our own team right but correct me if i'm wrong I, I want to say that if they were to trade Jan in this offseason or even the following one, he'd be a few years younger than when Khalil Mack got traded, right? Um, Likely. Yeah, because at least like one or two. Really young, yeah. yeah the only thing right is now. that we would, have to, we would have to slap the tag on him and we'd be trading him on the tag, I believe. Right, right. Because otherwise he wouldn't, be, like, he wouldn't have a contract with the team. So for sure. Yeah. And that's the thing yeah, but, too. I mean – a team would I think you could find a team that's gonna pay even if they give up a you know, first round picks and third round picks and they only get them for a year, it's worth it. You're paying yeah. them less than top dollar on the tag. Yeah, and, and it'll all I, I think I think it'll all eventually come out one way or the other. Like if it drags yeah. on, um, you know, there'll be more leaks from both sides and we'll start to Definitely. piece it together a little bit more. And if it doesn't drag on, then, hey, that's great. Then that means that they came to it. And who knows, man? Maybe, like you said, maybe yeah, I, 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 there is a possibility that, that Jan and his camp are, are just kind of drawing that hard line in the sand as well and saying, look, no, we want 20 mil a year. We want, you know, 60 mil plus guaranteed, fully guaranteed. Like, that's what we want. And, you know, the, the interesting thing will be, and I think I've seen some people make this point as well, like what you're essentially doing now is putting this off and to deal with again next off season when you know Mr. One, Mr. Jalen T. Ramsey will be a hell of a lot more vocal himself. So, you know. And even Miles is going to be at that point because Miles is second round draft pick, so he's on a four-year contract. You know what I mean? Yep. He's going to be coming in the last year of his deal. And – you don't. You're not going to have the luxury of tagging Miles because one, he's a linebacker, and two, worst case, you're definitely throwing a tag on Jalen. Yep. Well, they have yeah, one, they, one, one, one more year on Jalen, right? Well, they is would. This, they've got this year and next year because next year is his fifth year option, and then fifth. they would have the tag after. Right. Because next year would be Yannick on the tag. We're, we're just talking here, Yannick, and then it would be Jalen after that, which would be the same year that Miles is up. So you can't tag Miles. Right. There's no way. And he's off-ball linebacker, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens John, baby. with it. Yeah, it's, Either way, uh, I think he's going to show up and play. I, I think the type of player he is, I don't think the holdout's going to have any impact on his impact on the team. So that's a positive for us as fans, even if we only have one more year of him. Oh, God. The even if that hurts my heart, um, and then the, obviously the the other variable in this entire situation that makes it interesting, I guess, um, and maybe slightly less scary, perhaps, is is the whole Josh Allen, the good one, not the bad one, the good Josh Allen, yeah, the good one, uh, and and just you know seeing what he produces as well. So it's uh, storylines that we haven't had very often, fellas, over the past really? decade around here. It's interesting. It's new. 
But luckily for us, we watch enough football to see what it's like watching the other teams that have had good players forever. <laughs> the other teams, how the other half lives. Yeah, for real. The... <laughs> Sal, are you still awake over there, Bubba? Sally's gone, dude. (laughs) No, he's not even in the recording. (laughs) No, I know. I'm looking. That's crazy. You son of a bitch. (laughs) I went and stood up while you guys were talking and my shit got yanked out. And then when I put it back in, I tried to like jump in and you just kept going like I wasn't there so I was like oh shit <laughs> you son of a bitch yeah, I was like man I haven't heard this dude breathe <laughs> <laughs> and I heard a I heard a da 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 ding and I was like man I think my pods are dying and then I was like no they're not like what is happening but so basically I just let y'all ride until it ended did it end it just ended the entire conversation right yeah yeah we were good because yeah. like then okay. like we kind of we hit a pause Wait, a couple times and, and like waiting for you to jump in and you didn't. Yeah. So then finally Dilla goes, Sally, are you still awake? Are you there? And then I looked at my phone and you weren't in there anymore. And I was like, Oh shit. Cap, you're like, oh, so it kept okay, going after I left. It must've kept going after I left then. Cause I didn't hear any. Yeah, of it did. It kept recording, but I'm wondering if you get to keep it or not. I definitely will get to keep it. It just saves everything automatically. So it saves like individual clips. And then I can I rearrange them and put them together and edit them and all that. Yeah, because so. Dylan and I already decided we're not having that conversation again. No, hell no, hell no. <laughs> yes, please. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start it off like a professional. You already? Yes, sir. I'm ready. <laughs> all right, so um, you know Yannick is here. He's gonna rush the passer, and um, you know we're gonna we're gonna obviously watch that this Thursday against the Ravens. We're up in Baltimore. Um, you know. Segway. What else are you guys going <laughs> to be watching for? Uh, first preseason game is Thursday night. Um, we're playing the Ravens. They've got a nasty defense now, as, as per usual. Um, what, are you, what are you looking forward to see? What battles are you looking for? What players do you want to see? Um, what are you guys looking for? Um, I'm interested to see how the receivers look. Uh, the starting three dudes that we've got right now, they're all pretty quick, so it's going to be interesting to see how they look playing against a team who has, like you just said, a good defense. They've got a good secondary. Uh, there was a video out of Chris Conley kind of putting the moves on Jimmy Smith, the cornerback, not our legend. And it's a nice move and everything, but I, I do at the same time think like one-on-ones in these joint practices don't tell you that much. They don't so mean I'll shit. kind of wait for the game. <laughs> yeah, I'll kind of wait for the game um, to, to let that – pan out and it, I think it'll be kind of cool to see the rookie defensive end Josh Allen get after it because you just don't know I the mean guy, it looks like they all, they, yeah he does but they all look good against the third string tackle that you never heard of so yeah the Jags said they cut a little promo video today and it looked like uh Stanley was beating his ass so it kind of made me laugh I was like you know what I'm not even gonna bring it up but yeah <laughs> it was funny he was all twisted up and turned around and I was like oh boy the defensive end was back to the quarterback that's what you want yeah. I've never seen that before. Good, <laughs> good thing. Good thing. Good thing. Unique showed up. Yeah, but that's kind of <laughs> what I'm looking for. Nothing crazy. Um, just kind of like to see the speed of the receivers. The defense is banged up, so I don't think that you're going to get any true 
You know what I mean? They're gonna sight on anyone yeah, new. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's Man, gonna it's be good. Lamar. What what are we gonna learn from a running quarterback playing against us? Right. What what Deshaun will do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> oh. Man, for me, okay, before I even get into that, let's take like a couple minutes here because – and y'all tell me if I'm crazy on this and if you disagree, and that's fine. But can we slow the hell down on Chris Conley? Like not you not you guys specifically, but just us as a family. Yeah, 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 like I feel I don't like know what got... people expect. But I, I know why they do, Dilla. I know why they do. It's because we got local media that's gassing this dude up, man. Yeah. And it's like, right. it, it really is like, it's, it's like, Oh, they, they signed him. He has a great rapport with, 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 you know, Nick Foles and they, they both like star Wars and they, you know, they like to watch <laughs> movies together. And it's like, bro, I mean, let's talk about a guy. If you can't get on the field with the most dynamic quarterback, that I maybe have ever seen yeah. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes who wants to throw the ball all over the place. He's got room and for a couple receivers. It would seem he does. And <laughs> I mean, like you, and what, what are you up against? I mean, Tyreek Hill is his own person. You know I mean? He's going to beat everyone. Um, I mean, he's going to beat out <laughs> most, most people. Right. I mean, for, for, for a position. And, um, but yeah. aside from that, I mean, Sammy Watkins, like, it has one leg, and I think he's missing one hand now at, at this point in his career. He's he's hobbled. Yeah. He's barely available. You know, so he couldn't even really get in there when Sammy was banged up. Uh, you know, they've got a couple of other guys there, but what, are, are we really expecting this guy to come in? And it's just – I listen to local radio and stuff, and, and, I, and I read stories about it. And it's like Chris Conley, Chris Conley. I mean, he's he, he's – they're making him out to be like we just found this gem, and I want believe me, I want nothing more than yeah. that. But man, I feel like some people are setting themselves up for you know just disappointment. People are falling into the people are falling into the trap Definitely. that I set for myself every time every year around this. That trap for myself with Chris Conley. I have no expectations for this man. <laughs> for sure, and that's the thing. The way the way when you look at the receivers. So last year, D.D. Westbrook, he had a regular ass, like, not really crazy year. You know, I don't know how many receiving yards he had. Maybe you guys know, but it wasn't 1,000, but it was over 500. And he, if I remember, he had 111 targets or 112 targets, just, you know, the ball right. thrown his way. Chris Conley had 52 targets in 16 games last yeah, year. Yeah, on a pass-heavy pass coach, a pass-heavy with, with a great quarterback. Yeah, with a quarterback <laughs> who can throw the ball 89 yeah. yards in the air. And you're getting the ball thrown to you 52 yeah. times a season. My guy, I, I'm, I'm. So yeah, I just don't. I just, it's not. I'm it's not, not fun to get pumped when about. I think that I could go out there yeah. tomorrow and get half as many targets with Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I, I think I'm, I'm confident <laughs> in it. I would just run five <laughs> yard outs, and you know, I'd do the old trip and fall play, and I think I could get a solid 18 to 20. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I get a solid 18 to 20 targets. Like so, I don't know. I. Yeah. Speaking of, did you see the Hunter Rimfred little white dude from Clemson? He's the starting slot receiver. For is he really? Already. Well, you know, <laughs> what's unfortunate about that yeah. is he's going to have a really short career. I mean, he's entering the league at what, 34 or 35? So, 
He's he yeah. was at Clemson yeah. for nine years. Um, so it's about so, right. I mean, you hate to see it, but uh, I, w- I wish him well uh, over Definitely. the first, you know, and last couple of years of his career. Um, I'm rooting for him. Man's yeah, man's getting AARP coffee on yeah. the way into year two. Good. Right, listen, Good man, he's already, he's already he's already qualified for uh, for for Social Security, um, so at least he has that to fall back on. Yeah, none of us will see it, but Hunter Redfro will. When he's got CTE. Yeah, but Something no. tells me he'll be all right. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be okay. No, listen, man, I, as far as – so I just – I'm sorry. I had to get that off my chest about Chris Conley because I, I, that's all I've been seeing. And believe me, before anybody starts tweeting at us or at me or whatever, which you, you're welcome to at Bull City Cap, um, Sally, give him the, the, the podcast handle. What do we got? Uh, I don't know it off the top of my head. At to Bold Take. I think it's Bold – you can just I look think. at bold city cap he'll have retweeted something from it right yeah so you know, <laughs> feel feel free to yell at me if you want to you'd only be like the 12th person this week so far um but bold city I, I i just i don't know I, I feel like people are setting themselves up for uh and i think part of that is we just have we've had such atrocious wide receiver play um since like forever almost that 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 people don't even know what good looks yeah. like anymore. So I think that's a little bit of it. It it really Same is. with the quarterback, really dude. And speaking of that, that's what I I'm looking forward to watching a little bit this week. Aside from what you already mentioned, I'm scared by the offensive line. Uh, uh, you know, anytime we've got uh, what's his name, a uh, um, whenever he's starting. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah, that 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 <laughs> makes me nervous. Um, the guy who my, my my boy Joe up there, Cedric. Oh, I remember when 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 he got released, and, and our boy Joe, who covers the Bengals, um, was like, "Yeah, pretty much the worst player I've ever seen in my life." And we're like, "Oh, sick! All right, cool. He's our cover at left tackle." Yeah, he fits it. right in. I love it. It's like when we. <laughs> It's like when we signed Eric Flowers last year, and right after, like he, he was a turnstile, you know, for 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 Jan in the first game of the season. We're like, yeah, Eric, come on down, buddy. We uh, yeah. we're gonna we're desperate at this position, my guy. <laughs> yeah, first first play of the game, he trips Kawhi because yeah. he can't yeah. block him. Yeah, unbelievable. The most blatant trip I think I've ever oh, seen in it. person, too. But um, now listen, yeah. the, the offensive line scares me, but I I am interested in seeing. Uh, Foles, some, you know, everything's going to be vanilla, but, but really for these preseason games, I want to see if, if Gardner's the real deal as a backup, you know, Uh, I want to see, yeah. And that's, uh, I don't expect him to come out and, you know, Russell Wilson style light it up, but uh, just, you know, is he competent? Is he a guy that if Nick Foles, cause let's, let's face it, fellas, Nick Foles hasn't played 16 games, (laughs) you know, ever really. Um, so you know what what that's yeah. that's a scenario that I, I I see I know we've talked about it a little bit individually and and I've seen some chatter uh not not so much recently but in the past on Twitter about it is hey the backup quarterback might not be on this team and I think really the, it's Gardner's Gardner Minshew's job to lose it seems like yeah, that's what they like want it. but you know if he comes out and stinks it up and three of the four preseason games, then they may have no other choice but to it's try and big, find somebody else. It's big problems at that point. Yeah. Well, listen, man. I mean, if if Nick Foles isn't slightly above average for us, then, you know, we're screwed either way. So, yeah, yeah we're, we're screwed. We're screwed no matter what. Yeah, that's, that's what we're good at. 
<laughs> I kind of want to see. Um, I kind of want to see that six-round running back, the Armstead kid, because everybody just talks about how he runs angry, and I just love watching guys with the ball run angry. Well, and that was. Well, I got news for you, pal. He's taking it. Damn it! Friend. There's a, there's a Dillard, another Dillard <laughs> drop right here on the bold take pond. You got the Woj bomb and a Dillard drop. Um, come here, <laughs> come he here for. He didn't it. even. He didn't even travel, right? <laughs> I don't think. Um, he did. I don't know, but I, don't I know he he's here. I don't think he did. I'm, I just, I just want to see him run people over like he did in that um, highlight the other day. I'm with you, Sally. I, I want to see. I want to see him. That was. Uh, I went on with a couple. Who was it that I went on with? Um, Flip and yeah, it was it was somebody and, uh, that I went on the podcast with. I said, you know, he's he's one of the guys I want to watch. That was before he trucked uh, uh, Quinn and Williams' little brother. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna call him Quinn and Williams' little brother until he does something. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> But that was that was before he trucked him. I'm gonna go play with myself. Um, that's how we should sign off every podcast. Uh, no, but I, but I, Sally. By the way, apologies for myself and Dilla. That was quite rude of us. We did not ask you. That was bad podcast etiquette. We did not ask you what you were looking for. So I'm glad you jumped in and told us. Listen, um, my opinion. My opinion is third rate. That's why I mentioned an injured player, and uh, you know that's kind of karma getting back at me for jumping, <laughs> jumping the gun on myself. Nah, I'm excited to see him, man. I mean, we're still looking for a running back, you know. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Who can play three games in a row? Does we'll find out on this episode. Of does he have two Jaguars. hamstrings anymore? <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> what uh and then we just signed the guy right from Good from time, the vikings uh, is it rock uh rock yeah rock, rock. rock. he's thomas rock thomas so he's a, he's a pretty I good saw, player of um, him and the artist formerly known as hank jones were interacting uh when when that <laughs> when that all went down and and john asked arif like hey you got like a brief uh summary on this player and so he sent it to him, and and John said, "Well, he sounds pretty good." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, why'd you guys let him go?" And then then he kind of hit him with the, yeah, he was caught with like five metric tons of weed or something like. Um, well, he um, the cornerback for the Vikings that got hit with uh, cocaine got busted for coke. He was okay. in the apartment when it happened. Yeah. I, I, so that happened, and then he got he's just, he suspended the first three games of the season for failing a drug test. So obviously he's gonna yeah. Win. Shout <laughs> out, hey, we need to get him we need to get him hooked up with with JB the plug. <laughs> so everything you know, so everything you guys are saying right now is actually leading me to believe that this guy actually is probably a pretty good player, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, as a as a quick running back, he's uh, pretend Corey Grant Could, was like, actually like, good at catching and running. Uh, no, uh, he fumbles. Okay. So, so, we got, so we got Corey, Brant, Corey Grant with a drug problem. All right, I'm cool. Yeah, this guy's Duval till we die. <laughs> yeah, a little bigger. I'm not rooting for him. You gave me somebody new to root for. I appreciate it. And his name is Rock. There you go. It's true. R-O-C, baby. The Rock. Oh, man, there's some. There's a, there's a lot of possibilities Young Rock. for uh, T-shirts if he's any good there. I like this already. <laughs> It's pretty That's much true. how I gauge everything. <laughs> Dude, My his, man's his, name is his face on the. Uh, I agree. His face on the uh, 
the turtleneck shirt, the rock turtleneck shirt, is going to be epic in December. His 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 name is pretty apropos, I guess. I hope so. Well, in more in more ways than one, Sally. I'm picking it's up a fancy. It's a fancy way to say appropriate, Dillard. Yeah, he, <laughs> he totes the rock. He, he totes the rock and he uh, <laughs> he fancies the rock. I got it. it, it, it totes and totes. Yeah. On that note, I think I'm going to go play with myself. I mean, that's, that sounded bad. Oh, no, I mean. <laughs> I'm going to go play with myself in Madden. <laughs> well, shit, man. Hey, that, that, was, uh, that was fun. We should do it again sometime, guys. I'm in. Okay. Yeah, buddy. I'm in. Good talking, Sounds boys. Like a good time to me. All right. Well, uh, hey, you, uh, you want to sure, stop miss- by? Every so often, and listen to uh, to three characters shoot <coughs> about your favorite team. You know where to find us. Yep we we gonna be here, and you know we'll we're gonna here. send out a couple tweets. Make sure you see it, and then you know hit the subscribe, hit the like if you like it, hit the five stars if you like it, and and we'll be back, fellas and ladies. And even if you just listen to this one and don't listen to another one, just hit play every oh, time. Oh yeah, just hit the plays, man. Like that's what yeah, it's all it's- about. Hit the plays, yeah, and then I'm going to hit the monetize button and then see if anybody, like, hits me up, all right? Someone actually texted me about a sponsorship Ooh, today. For all right. So, or something about putting us out yeah, there. Well, I gotta, I, I listen, that sounds to me like people just should get in line. So, um, yeah. yeah, please. Yeah, listen, buddy. Um, if you have sponsorship inquiries, contact our management. It is at J underscore nubs, N U. BZ, um, and, and just go ahead and, and, and any any business inquiries or questions, go ahead and get with uh, with with J Nubs. Um, and he'll and take he, care of you. He'll take yeah. real good care of you. He's, he's, he's a, a nice shoot. guy. Yeah, he's, he's got a, nice a rate sheet. Um, All right, boys. Later. All right, peace. All right, dude. Later. It's been real. Peace.